Growing up sucks. Just ask Eric Lauber, father of three 20-somethings and a college professor for decades. Eric helps young adults get smarter, richer, healthier, and happier on the hashtag adulting podcast, Growing Up Sucks. Wow, we cover so much ground today when we talk to Alex Fiefold, a student body president at a, a Midwestern University. We covered leadership, we talk about the pandemic. He, he emphasizes outside the classroom activities. The uh, figuring out what you are and what you want to do. We mentioned the Career Center, mentoring, networking, everything is in this one episode, folks. So stick around. Hey, welcome uh, to the show, uh, Alex. Alex, this is, uh, is going to be a unique opportunity for me to talk to somebody who's doing the kind of things you're doing at college. But uh, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, I'm Alex Fiefold. I'm a 22-year-old student at IUP. I study uh, history, pre-law, and political science. And over the years, I've gotten uh, pretty heavily involved at IUP. Um, I'm currently the student body president, so that means I'm in charge of keeping the Student Government Association running, as well as uh, representing students across the university. I serve on the Pennsylvania State System of Higher Education Board of Governors as a board member. Uh, I'm the president of my fraternity, Phi Sigma Kappa, here at IUP, which keeps me busy whenever I'm not busy with the other two jobs. As well, I serve as the advocacy chair for the Board of Student Government Presidents, which is responsible for legislative and internal system advocacy of students between the 14 state schools. You know, and that last sounds pretty related to your political science, mm -hmm. pre-law, because you sound like an advocate in relationship to the legislature. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, first off, uh, all the listeners probably don't know what IUP stands for. It's Indiana University of Pennsylvania. Yes. Since our listeners are across the country, they should realize this is a Pennsylvania state school. It's part of what's called the PASHI system. And that means that we're, uh, IUP is a state school that's not affiliated with Indiana whatsoever. There's a town called Indiana in Pennsylvania, and that's what it's named after. So It's a little confusing sometimes. A little confusing, right. Yeah. Okay, so uh, thanks for explaining yourself. Let's start off with uh, your perspective. Since you're somebody who's been in student government for a while, what are the top issues that you think college students are struggling with right now? For me, coming into to college for any student is a lot different than high school. And the biggest mistake that a lot of students think is that they can just breeze through it um, when really there needs to be a lot of guidance and support that comes in with it. This is beyond, you know, your academic advising, but what kind of opportunities out there are you? Internships, clubs and organizations get involved in. What are you passionate about? Finding these sort of things is key to being successful in college. It's not just about registering for classes every semester, but it's about learning the ability to succeed in class, but also be professional outside of class and be a member of the community that you're a part of. Um, so for me in student government, it was always trying to advocate for what sort of structures can we put in place that help students outside of their classroom? How can we be there to provide for students who coming to a public state system school, such as IUP, what can we do to help them find opportunities for success that they may not be able to find elsewhere? So I want to unpack a lot of what you just said. And I want to go back to the very first thing that they could breeze through it. Mm -hmm. I have been a professor for most of my career. I've obviously worried about the academic side of the house. And so I, I thought you were going to say you can't breeze through the homework. You can't breeze through your classes like you did in high school. Did you find the workload was heavier in college than high school? Not really. My freshman year, if, if I was to only focus on my academics, it wasn't that difficult. Now, Again, I'm a history and political science major. 
maybe the chemistry biology major is like, what the heck is he talking about? Definitely a different breed of student, different situation. But for me, it was always about finding different ways to grow and learn. I could manage my classwork if I focused on it. That is key as well. You don't have mom and dad there to help support you, push you to do your work. You're on your own. So you have to find the time to do that. But it's also finding opportunities to become involved because you're now away from home and classwork does not take up 24-7 of your time. So it's finding out what you do in the meantime. Yeah, so I think you're one of those uh, smaller percentage of students who already had good study habits in high school, came in, just reapplied those good study habits, were self-disciplined enough to do it yourself. You didn't need to get, you know, knocked around the head by anybody to sit down and do homework, right? So you, you probably just made a natural transition on the academic side. So, but more of your comments are about outside of school, outside of classroom. And I think that's really important too. I did work on the student affairs side of the house mm-hmm. multiple times in my career. And there is a real intention on the part of student affairs people to help students, to, to get the most out of college in a very positive kind of way. One of those organizations is student government. So for those who've never been to college yet, what is student government? What does it do? Student government officially serves as the voice of the students, but we do a whole lot more than that. We serve as the official student representatives at the university, which means that whenever the university is implementing policy that affects students, we're there to make sure that their input is provided to make sure that we stay student-centered. Um, so this is, this is an, a unique opportunity for students to, while it, at one time they're part of the uh, academic program at the university, they're also part of the structure and governance of the university. They become involved. They, they sort of grow professionally in that sort of sense. But we also are responsible for managing and overseeing in, in collaboration with our Student Cooperative Association, which is an affiliated entity. It may get a little bit confusing here, but we all pay a student activity fee. We make sure that we clubs get that, that budgeted fund so they can use that to put on programs and events for the community as a whole. So to sort of have some sort of... of availability for opportunity that students can put on themselves. Uh, So all the student clubs on campus in your situation mm -hmm. somehow are affiliated or report to the student government because the budgets come through the co-op association in which you're a member of as a student government association. We also provide recognition to those clubs. So we sort of are the gatekeepers for like, are you some, or is a new organization something that should be a part of the IEP community? If Mm -hmm. so, we find value in this, we would give them university recognition, which means that they would be able to, to actively have a budget, reserve space on campus, uh, use the IEP logo, and so on. Yeah, without that official recognition, they can't do any of those things, right? They don't get, a, they don't get an account to deposit money. They don't get space on campus. They don't get to use the logo. To go through that, there's a process. They have to have officers, a constitution, and apply, and you guys approve it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we kind of try to grow and enrich the programs of uh, on campus for students, but really the student-centered ones, the ones that students put on themselves. We're here to make sure that there is a lively array of clubs and organizations that are student-run there for students to get involved on campus. Well, that, that's an interesting point because I think people think government and they think Republicans and Democrats. And so, like, oh, how partisan is this going to be? Is this going to be like a whole bunch of one party took over the student government and they're going to shut down the other one. Has it been like that at all? Mm -mm. Definitely a misnomer. Um, 
it does seem like it's political, but it really isn't. It's a group of passionate students that want to do good on behalf of their peers and make the experience for them a worthwhile one. It really has very little to do with politics. With, with national politics. With or national politics. Now, politics. maybe when you have community politics within uh, the local borough or the community itself, especially in times of the, with, uh, the pandemic and different things, things may get a little political, but not really. Not really. Not, not at your level. Not, not what the student government is doing. Hey, let's bring up the pandemic. You've, you've lived through it, right? You're a senior. <laughs> What's going on with the pandemic and how are things going? Um, we're making the best of it as we can, I would say. It's definitely not the best time for students, but it's a time for us to grow and stand out for our generation to be like, we can do this. Uh, for student government last spring when we had the pandemic begin for everyone across the world, it was like, what do we do now? All our classes went online. How do we represent? How do we even meet? First of all, before it was always in-person meetings. How do we connect as a group? Everyone went home. What are we supposed to do? We still have the responsibility to make sure students are well represented. That meant that we still put in the work and effort to meet regularly over Zoom. Um, every week we would meet and we needed to still consider how do we connect with students? How are students engaged with one another? Uh, again, I talk about that extracurricular piece because it's not all about academics when you come to college. In fact, I would argue once you come here, and especially in your later years, it really is about the stuff that goes on outside of the classroom the extracurricular activities you have. And mm -hmm. so for many people that were seniors, juniors, and sophomores at that time, how do we keep them connected and engaged in this community? And for us, it was trying to, to find different opportunities to support them to meet virtually, as well as protect them academically, pushing for pass-fail policies in the university senate, um, working closely with the president of the university, the vice president for student affairs, and different groups to make sure that students really had um, that support that they needed. Now, as the, as the voice of the students at those very rare opportunities to talk directly to a president, directly to the vice president of student affairs, did you do surveys? How did you know what the students wanted you to say? We have done informal surveys and, and formal surveys. Um, a lot of us like to use social media. So we did put out a Twitter survey, just the last minute thought, and we got about 2,000 some responses. Now, if they were all IUP students, that would be about... Uh, 20% of the students. We have about 10,000 students at IUP, and that would be a large uh, proportion of students. And they were, it was split, but largely in favor of putting in this alternative. So we were able to send that on and use it say, this is how we represent students, we stand for them. The alternative different times, is the okay. pass-fail alternative, is that the one you mean? Yes, yes. And then we also implemented some similar strategies by communicating with emails, by having access to be one of the few groups on campus that can reach out to all students and ask for input and responses through a survey. Uh, asking about how they are doing uh, academically, um, levels of stress, uh, different things such as that, uh, really helps us understand and, and represent the students the best way that they need to be represented. And it gives us the credibility to make change. Well, and Alex, I've done some survey research. 20% is really remarkable, actually. Mm -hmm. Out in the community, you can get less than 1% and, yeah. and still have what they call valid data. So that's Now, we had sent out an email in the fall, and we know for a fact these would have been IEP students. Our response rate was 1,850 students within a week, and that, again, is nearly 20%. Right. So it was, that was more official and definitely more data to come from that. And, and for us, 
what we've noticed is there's a need that students want to be engaged. They need the support right now because it's not easy to connect with others during a pandemic. We have to find different ways to do that. And that's been our primary focus and mission right now. Helping students connect with other students and organizations and opportunities. Mm-hmm. Alex, let me ask a personal question. Why did you get so heavily involved? So I started out not being involved in anything. My entire freshman year, I was involved in no outside organizations, activities, clubs, just classes. And my life was miserable. Um, I probably would not have stayed in college or at least at IUP if not for the fact that I lived five minutes away, that my parents were five minutes away. I'm from Indiana. I'm a local. I lived on campus. So for me, it was like, how do I get engaged and involved? And I've always been passionate about advocacy, doing things for others, trying to improve situations. And I joined the Student Government Association my, my sophomore year. And what really hit my spark and my passion was seeing how much there was that we could do, the potential in it all. And, and then growing from that and being able to work with others who also had that similar goal, that passion, that shared interest, really pushed me forward to get more and more and more involved. And, and as I grew as a leader and put experience under my belt, I could handle more. I learned how to manage my time. I learned how to be responsible, juggling classwork, um, internships, work, and the clubs that I was in charge of. Yeah, I was going to say, juggling the time, uh, you know, all those responsibilities. Do you have a to-do list every day? How do you, how do you navigate all that? Well, one, I, a schedule is key. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to set aside time for certain different things. Second is being committed. You know, if you want to take on the responsibility, you got to be committed to taking on it and staying on top of that work. So for me, it, it has been loving to do what I do. You know, it's something I want to do. It's not, it's not work for me. It's, I want to be involved. I want to take these opportunities. I want to do this. Um, so it's not difficult on that part. The hard part is making sure that you get your work done, especially classwork. Because again, that is why you are at college. So for me, that work is working closely with my professors, seeking help, seeking support. And, and, and a real key piece here is for anyone in a leader position it's delegation you can't do everything that's the great thing about being a part of a team and the real thing that the real key piece of being a leader is being able to understand other people's talents and using those talents in a way that achieves your mission and that's where delegation comes in Alex you sound much older than you are I mean I teach leadership to 44 year olds who can't say it as well as you just said it that being a leader often involves delegation, involves communication, understanding the people that you're working with so that you navigate those things well. And of course, being committed and keeping track of your own schedule and getting your work done, right? Mm-hmm. Perfectly said. So um, let's talk a little bit about what lies ahead for people like you who are graduating college. So what are your thoughts about the job market, internships? What are you hearing? This is where and, and if you were to ask me one thing that was the hardest thing I struggled in college, and I've, I've struggled over many different issues, don't get me wrong, we all do. No one's perfect. No one gets through anything easily. What do I want to do in life? I don't know. That's the hardest part. As a history and political science major, there's a big push right now to go into STEM fields. The goal what, is to get a job. Fields? STEM fields, science, technology, STEM. engineering, math. You know, 
to go somewhere that's going to get you a job. Um, but for me, I've never been about, you know, I want to do what I'm passionate about. If I'm good at it, I want to put in my talents into what I'm good at so that I can make a difference. And for me, I've loved history and I was always good at it. I started out as a social studies ed major, but I switched around. Um, right now I'm considering law, but I, I don't know where I want to go, what kind of law I want to do. And so for me, it was making the decision to take a year off to take on some internships to get, and I hate the term because you're already in the real world, real world world. Don't think that you aren't. It changes, but life has already started for you. Don't let it pass you by. But the real world experience of being outside of academia, I'm looking at internships with my local state senator and different opportunities to be involved outside of that and have to support myself, you know, before I continue on. Um, my biggest concern was from doing so much, I didn't want to focus on one thing and take out something else that I may want to have done. You know, maybe I don't want to go to law school. Maybe I want to be a teacher. Maybe I don't want to be a teacher. Maybe I want to do something in uh, the foreign service. Who knows? So for me, it was finding out what I was truly passionate about and what I want to do and giving myself the time to do that. And right now with everything going on, another key piece is stepping back, letting yourself focus on the present without forgetting about the future, but putting in the effort when you have the time to figure out things. And this year I think is key. Most students come to college not knowing what they want to do. At, our, at, at IUP, at our university, they have created exploratory majors just for that point that students can come into school not knowing what they want to major in. Um, don't, I, I would also say for new students that are coming to, into college or that are already in college or maybe even a junior or senior, if you aren't sure what you want to do, don't worry. A lot of people are in the same boat. Just make sure that you figure out how can you sit down and figure out what you are passionate about, allowing for that time to do that. Alex, I have to say, I was going to jump in and say, a lot of students your age still don't know what they want to do. Mm -hmm. Actually, a lot of people my age still don't know what they want to do. Because there's always that question, what, what do I want to be when I grow up? And that, that question never really leaves your head discovered. But I, you got to just pick the next thing. You know, when I was growing up, I think there was an expectation that whatever I picked, I was going to be that for the rest of my life. And my career has not been like that. But I think your generation now is much more wise about you're going to change. You're going to pick something and you can relearn and retool in a lot of different things. A lot of learning is available to you. So you, you can change down the road if you want to. So I try to tell my advisees, just, you know, take a, take a breath, step back a little bit. This decision you're about to make of what's the thing I'm going to do right after college is not a life, you know, sentence to do that for 50 years. Get something that, that will obviously pay you and move you ahead, move you forward and something that you want to learn, something you want to do for a while. I think that's all we can say to a college graduate right now. Mm -hmm. I think COVID's made it tough. I mean, I don't think there's quite as many openings as there would have been otherwise. Obviously, some companies are doing really well. Amazon, Facebook, you know, the big tech companies, et cetera. But, you know, there's a lot of small companies that are struggling. And that's where a lot of entry-level jobs are, mm -hmm. is sometimes these smaller companies. And I think, it's, I think it's a challenge. But I'm not in the career development field. That's another thing to mention is that every campus has a career development office. Mm -hmm. And there's no reason not to go check them out because they're experts at this. 
right? They talk to thousands of students a year on all of these topics. And so don't listen to just you and I go, go meet people who do this every single day and have conferences and, and, and all kinds of resources and support and surveys that you can take to find out what you like and what you're good at. Well, that's and my I would say, And I would also say that it's, they likely will not come to you and knock on your door. The career it's going to be yeah. you taking that initiative and going to them because they have all the resources there. They may send you emails or, or informational flyers, but you have to take the initiative to go and say, I want to grow and better myself and I'm paying for this. So let me take the opportunities that I have that I am paying for. Yeah, that advice is free. Every campus has it. You know, just walk in and say, I'd like to take advantage of you guys and they will help you out. Hey, uh, let me talk a little bit about um, how, have you had a mentor throughout your college experience or maybe more than one? What has that been like? I've definitely had several. Um, in life, mentors are key. There are people that have experience that you don't have yet, but will get. And they can guide you along the way. As the uh, student government president, I have an advisor that, that is um, more of a mentor for me than just an advisor. Someone that gives me life advice, leadership advice, career advice. We're both passionate. We'll discuss same different things. These sort of people, and you will find them in your life. You may not realize it at first, but they want you to succeed. They are excited to give you their experience and their knowledge. And I would not be where I am as a leader. I would not be as, as successful as I was without the help and support of my advisor. Kevin Foster is the advisor for, for student government, and he has been excellent. Um, but it's not just that structured either. I work closely with, with multiple different people, professors. They teach you your course content, but they also take an interest in you. Um, remember they're here because they want you to succeed. They're here to educate you. Um, many professors are willing to go the extra mile to meet with you at a class and provide guidance and, and taking that as well. And this is where I really, it's going through college is not a breeze. You have to reach out and take those opportunities. You have to get out of your comfort zone a little bit if you're more introverted and, and work with people. Uh, meet with them outside of class because if you don't you miss out on so so much yeah. and this is your opportunity to to take that and use it to help you grow and, and make yourself one a better candidate for a job right now when when it's harder to to get into any sort of field or most fields with the pandemic going on but to also learning new skills and assets that help you out throughout life yeah, I think uh, I don't think young people understand how much uh, navigating relationships, work relationships, is so key and central to what happens for your career. Yes. As you go forward, I mean, I even wrote a book on it. It's a, uh, it's called "Don't Break the Rope," and it's all about understanding work relationships are different than your school and family relationships. But so I want to talk about networking then. So you've mentioned mentoring. So is networking something that you explicitly try to do? No, it's not. Now I'm a shy person mm. and I've gone to the sort of um, career and professional development center events. I've been at different things where they talk about, here's how you shake someone's hand, a firm grip, look them in the eyes, be respectful, having conversations, certain ways to eat. That's good information. 
But I'm going to tell you right now, 98% of networking is not like that. It's not like the formal like, gathering where you work. It's not like a formal gathering at a dinner where you're oh. here for networking. Most of the networking opportunities won't even seem like networking. It's the interactions that you have with professors outside of class. It's the interactions that you have with professional friendships, uh, with people in different organizations, or contacts that you have in your community. Or, or so for me, I work closely with several different people, many people throughout the university and in different situations. And it's not always business. You know, sometimes it's like, we like to talk and debate different ideas. How can we solve this problem and do this different things? Or how are you doing? Once you get to know people, and it doesn't have to be professional. It can be a friendship. They are your network. These people are also experiencing life in their own ways, and they're going to make their own connections and have different opportunities that you can utilize later on. Yeah. It's building that network and remembering that you have that and using it. Yeah. Well, well said. I agree. And networking isn't just the formal stuff. It's the informal stuff as well. And, uh, and I always tell my students when they're about ready to graduate and go look for a job, tell everybody what kind of job you want. You have no idea who's going to give you that one lead. Mm-hmm. It could be the friend of a friend of a friend. But if everyone knows what job you're looking for, then they always want to help. Everybody loves to help you find a job. I, I mean, I, I sincerely mean that. It's just like the coolest feeling in the world mm-hmm. to help a young person get a job. So all of us want to help in that regard. But we got to know what it is you want to do. So tell everybody. Hey, Alex. Uh, let's wrap up here with uh, just an adulting question. Mm-hmm. Now that you're this old and you're a senior and you're about ready to graduate and you got your act together, what's, what's some pieces of advice you have for, for incoming freshmen about adulting? Learn how to wash your clothes. <laughs> wash your clothes. Learn how to clean your room. Mm-hmm. Stay in contact with your parents or family members or any friends you have. For me, I've always excelled in everything else, but those, those key things, adulting really is, you're doing it now. And maybe some of you guys know how to do that. Maybe you're reliant and self-reliant on that. Maybe that's not the advice I'd have for you. Maybe it would be, all right, you got that, the small things down. Now focus on academic work. Now focus on reaching out and finding different programs out there you can involve with. Whatever it may be, Wherever you feel uncomfortable about, for me, it's always been, you know, taking care of myself at home. When you're busy, you may feel about other things. It's becoming well-rounded. And I guess if you were to say one piece of advice for anyone, I would say everything is going to be okay. <laughs> it will work out. Dial down the anxiety a little bit. Dial down the anxiety. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be okay. Things are going to work out one way or another. That's a good piece of advice right there. Alex, I really appreciate you talking to me today. This has been a fantastic conversation. Thanks for jumping in. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. And good luck with your career. Thank you for listening to the Growing Up Sucks podcast with Eric Lauber. 